Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Bed Bath & Beyond is back with more to choose from than ever before. At the new Bed Bath & Beyond, you'll find all the products and brands you love, along with a huge new selection of furniture, decor, and everything else you need to create the home of your dreams. All in one amazing online store. Download our new app and save even more with exclusive deals and offers. Plus, get free shipping right to your front door. Welcome to a bigger, better beyond. Hello guys, what is going on? Daniel Childs back here again for another show. Finally, the day is here. Mauricio Pochettino announced and confirmed as Chelsea's new head coach for next season. And as well, the sun is shining in the UK. It's a bank holiday Monday. We're going into the summer now and the season has officially ended, which is another positive on top of that. So in today's show, we're going to look at the announcement, what was said, some of the quotes from Chelsea, why I think this is a brilliant appointment for Chelsea too. And we will reflect a little bit on that Newcastle game and what it says about the future of Chelsea. If you are new around here, want to see the latest Chelsea content, make sure you turn on those notifications so you don't miss any of the content coming up on the channel over the summer. A very exciting summer and probably a busy and chaotic one because this is Chelsea Football Club. Rarely a dull day supporting Chelsea, even in the off-season as we know. And as well, if you're listening on the podcast feed, thank you so much for tuning in. So here was the announcement by Chelsea earlier this afternoon. Very, very exciting. And as expected, after Matt Law's report, got given him credit for saying that basically Pochettino had, had signed his contract yesterday, at least that was a reporting yesterday. And it confirms here that the Argentine will begin his new role on the 1st of July, 2023, on a two-year contract with a club option of a further year. Lawrence Stewart and Paul Wynn Stanley, Chelsea's co-sporting directors, said on this, Mauricio's experience, standards of excellence and leadership qualities and character will serve Chelsea well as we move forward forward. He is a winning coach who has worked at the highest levels in multiple leagues and languages. His ethos, tactical approach and commitment to development all made him the exceptional candidate. It's quite weird, you know, Groundhog Day again, because I've read so many Todd Bowley and Bayladik Barley comments on a new coach this season, um, two as it is now, um, in terms of how badly things have gone, how much change there's been. But hopefully this will be the last one for a while if Pochettino works. Uh, just the ownership group basically given their quote saying, the sporting team conducted a diligent and thoughtful process that the board is proud of. We are delighted that Mauricio will be joining Chelsea. Mauricio is a world-class coach with an, with an outstanding track record. We are all looking forward to having him on board very happy even though we knew this was coming i think there were some people getting very concerned as, as results continued to tail off at the end of the season and we weren't getting this announcement has something gone wrong in the the contract talks has he sort of changed his mind and you can understand watching some of chelsea's performances recently why any chelsea head coach or potential head coach would walk away from the situation but luckily it didn't sway him and i i do think this is the the best candidate not only based on taking it from when Graham Potter was sacked but I think even before then given what Pochettino has done in the game and and given what Chelsea want to build or are trying to build and, and I think it's easy for people to dismiss it and go well what is Chelsea's profile of squad because it's been so jumbled and mess but once you declutter the squad this summer there is a young core there and you look at what Pochettino's done in his career with young players 
particularly I think a forceful character too, not a confrontational one. You listen to the people who've worked under Mauricio Pochettino. I think it's very enlightening listening to say someone like Adam Lallana who played uh, under him at, um, at Southampton when he joined the Premier League and other players too. Kind of a varied thing in terms of how hard he makes his players work, but also the, the players that buy into that, how much they end up loving him as an individual and how much that he improves them. And I think there are so many players within this squad, younger ones, who could benefit from that. They, they could benefit from some clarity and direction. That is what this club has seriously lacked this season. And I also think for those who do stick around, who maybe won't be sold for whatever reason, who maybe should be sold... It's going to be a sense of discipline. It's going to be a sense of non-negotiables. It's going to be working these players very, very hard in a key preseason. That is what has needed to happen. I don't like the phrase standards. I really don't because I think social media, like many terms, have beaten any meaning out of it when someone says it. But I think when Lampard, it was very telling that Lampard in his final press conference after Newcastle yesterday brought up the the word standards. And Matt Law wrote kind of an expose kind of piece on on what's gone wrong at Chelsea this season. Some of the stories from this season or or kind of sources, you know, talking to the Telegraph in terms of what has happened just staggering, staggeringly bad. Players turning up to training with their shoelaces undone. Um, people turning up late to the coach and the rest of the players sort of shrugging their shoulders. People walking around Cobham freely admitting that they're moving on in the summer. And listen, you don't need to be a genius to work that out. You didn't need to be a genius or an insider to uh, to kind of grasp what was going wrong because we've seen Chelsea perform horrendously pretty much since last summer. So you knew something was fundamentally broken. So for him to come in and to give a bit of structure and also a bit of just no nonsense, I think, to some of these players who have been able to coast at Chelsea. Chelsea need to stop being a club um, about self-preservation of the players. It needs to stop being a place where players feel they can coast through seasons because they're earning a lovely wage and they're playing at what is deemed to be a very high level. But there's no kind of incentive or kind of pressure on them to improve. That has been a problem at Chelsea. And I think it's about getting rid of some of those characters and those that stick around have to learn that under Pochettino, they ain't going to get away with it. And some of those I think will stick around because the job to to sell all those players in a short period of time is going to be difficult. But I think Pochettino will likely phase out those players if they don't buy into his methods. And I think that's a positive. I really do. So it's been so clear because standards have been so low this season. And um, I just hope that that can be rectified very quickly and those who don't follow suit will not be um, sort of inherited, will not be kind of um, given a pat on the back and said, oh, it's okay, it's Chelsea. You know, you'll be able to still be mediocre for the whole of the season and you'll be fine and you'll still be lauded. That that shouldn't be acceptable anymore. You know, if you're not pulling your weight, you shouldn't be playing. And I really hope that that's what Pochettino brings because I think it's been easy for some recent Chelsea head coaches to have a confrontational kind of um, demeanour and personality that people like. But then when their team selection is still picking players, based on experience who aren't providing that output I, I think it undermines their point and I think it has internally as well as you know externally the way we look at it from a from a fan point of view so Pochettino I wish him the best listen we know from Chelsea it, it's a chaotic club and um, there is it, it, there is really little evidence to say he's going to be here longer than those two years I think the contract itself is a much more reasonable one it's saying that it's probably a compromise because Pochettino likes to be at clubs for a long period of time. You see that in his career. He likes to build those connections. But I think it also is a reality of, of modern football and it's a reality of, of what the owners are maybe learning that you can't just hand out five-year contracts if you don't have a coherent plan. It's about solidifying that coherent plan. And if Pochettino makes it to the point where he 
is extending to a third year, I think things have gone very well at Chelsea. I, I just, I based, we got to talk about based on what Chelsea's history is, recent history and history in general has been like with head coaches. You know, if we're getting to a point where he's been here for that period of time, it shows that things are clicking. If he hasn't, then things are still fundamentally broken. But we hope it will go uh, the former rather than la- the latter. I do just want to wrap up today's show by by talking about yesterday's game against Newcastle. I want to give some credit to Noni Manawake, who I really enjoyed watching. Um, really, really good performance. And it's a bit of a shame that the season is ending because he's one of those players that has been getting into fitness, getting into form, looks a lot more confident and showing those things that, you know, made Chelsea invest in a player and showing that, yeah, it was worth actually going out there and buying him because I think some people may be thinking he was one player too many in the January transfer window and how is he going to have a future? I, I think he was showing yesterday a bravery and an acceleration on the ball, particularly once he got inside the box. I think there was a few times when he really was still going for it. He wasn't sort of uh, hitting the brakes as some players do. And I think that's a really exciting trait for a player, uh, particularly one we haven't had at Chelsea that will just keep going at their fullback and and I think that is something that Pochettino will absolutely want to to lean on and develop and um, I felt that he was clearly man of the match and I felt that overall for Lampard and for the end of the season I thought it was a really good performance based you know based on what we've seen this season I think it was genuinely a good performance but it was that classic not having a centre forward which is going to be one of the big question marks that Pochettino is going to have to rectify but I thought that as the game went on, we saw the core, Carney Chukameka suddenly getting some minutes now. I think that's exciting. You know, that could be a player who could gain more opportunities next season, probably should have had many more this season. Um, and also saying goodbye to some players. I thought it was a really nice touch that the way the crowd was singing Ruben's name as he went off. That was clearly a goodbye. And, you know, to Ruben, uh, we'll probably talk about this in the show when, you know, that announcement happens and when he moves on. But I, I think that this is a guy who's been through a lot in his career and uh, has been someone I've, loved seeing and, and it's a shame it hasn't worked out but I think has been a classy individual and a committed individual to Chelsea when he could have moved on for the betterment of his career but I think that he um, absolutely deserved that credit and Aspilicueta you know lovely to see him get that banner before the game uh, from the shed and and seeing how emotional he was at full time you know been an incredible servant to this club he really has and um, for all my criticisms of him over the past year probably more than that and feeling like probably last summer was the time for him to go I still do firmly believe that there is no denying how wonderful a signing he has been one of the the best value signings Chelsea have ever made in our history for like seven eight million pounds in 2012 he came in with a group of players who had just won the Champions League and it felt to become a Chelsea legend probably felt like a long way away for Dave to achieve that as what looked like a backup fullback at the time to Branislav Ivanovic. But the way he has adapted, been versatile, been part of title winning teams and then having the fact that he was the captain that led us to a European Cup. It's just so special and I think he's been a, a great spokesperson for the club too. And to have a decade at Chelsea is something that not many players, I think, nowadays have. I don't think you get many players who stay at a club, a particular top club, for that period of time. So it's something special that he is going to have in his career to, to be able to win all of those honours, to be a part of that, to play under some incredible coaches and to just play pretty much everywhere for Chelsea. And I think that even if I felt like his performances or kind of ability was dwindling, I think that was more because of age rather than commitment. I think... It, you won't find a Chelsea fan who has a bad word to say about Dave in terms of his character and personality and, and what he's committed to Chelsea over the years. So I, I, I wish him the best wherever he goes. And I think this is the, it was nice for him to get that send off because uh, I think he firmly deserves it. And for, and for Frank too, um, I, I read a little bit in the program beforehand, um, him saying, you know, thanks to the fans. Listen, it's been a, a traumatic period for the club. And I think for him, it's going to be very, very damaging for his coaching career. But, you know, I'm never going to have an awful way, uh, awful way to say about Frank because he's Frank, right? And, and I think that 
Um, he's always going to have a place back at Stamford Bridge. And um, we move on, right? Trying to think of the best. You know, I, I don't think it's best for his coaching career. I, I fear for what's going to happen next for him. But for him to step into another role that was very challenging, I think shows how much he's committed to the club, even if um, he probably wasn't the right man to take it over at the time. Um, I, I'm, I'm glad he got that send off, at least at Stamford Bridge under the sun yesterday so there we go we now look forward to the summer the Pochettino rebuild or the Pochettino plan can begin we've talked about central midfield uh, we've talked about centre forward but also who starts to leave uh, because I think some of those names are going to be very obvious and I, I do hope the club moves swiftly to get them off the books quickly if they can uh, but I think there will be a few and, and one of those of course is Mason Mount because uh, there were shots being had after the game he came out after the, the uh, whether you call it a lap of appreciation or not I think that's probably too kind but he came out after the fans had left and he was sort of looking around Stanford Bridge and looked a little bit emotional and I, I just hope that Chelsea can resolve that situation I think it's still a no-brainer and it'd be very very sad if that's the last time we see Mason Mount inside Stanford Bridge so those are my thoughts thank you guys for watching hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll see you again very soon all the best Podcast Network.